Welcome to AmiCast, podcast about Amiga computers. I'm your host, Krzysztof Radzikowski, but call me Christoph or Radzik. Hi Trevor, we are at uh, Amiga 30 years in Germany now. I'm pleased to meet you uh, and uh, I would ask you just short uh, questions because we don't have so much time about X5000 first. Uh, where, uh, when it will be available to buy? Because now it's our pre-orders, yeah? Can, can they be a politician? Yeah, you can be a politician. They never ever answer questions, do they? But what, what I was going to say was, this, this is my uh, second German show. My first one was five years ago uh, at Essen, where we launched the X1000. And it, it seems quite apt that five years later, here we are launching the X5000. So exactly. that's really good. So yeah, um, well, the thing is, we're receiving shipments from, from our supplier, uh, our developers, every, every week. So there's, there's a stack of X5000 piling up. So I want to sell them yesterday. <laughs> so. When will they be available for sale? We're going to, uh, next week, uh, Matthew Lehman, my business partner, will put the, the pre-order website up so people can go in and spec- specify their system to pre-order. And, and then I would hope, I was going to say two more weeks, I was going to hope uh, shortly after that then we'll be shipping. Because they're there, they're ready to ship. Okay, so this, this will be the complete computer? This will be what we're calling a... a, a, a If you remember with the X1000, we had the first contact. Well, here we have close encounters. So it's a, it's a close encounter with the X5000. It'll come with, um, 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 I call it an MVP, minimal viable product, operating system. So it'll come with OS4. Uh, it'll be a work in progress version. It'll be an advanced beta. So there'll still be you know, updates coming after you get it. Okay. But it'll be all intents and purposes of a working system. The board installed in its own case, fully specified, with all the edges. And uh, maybe most important, the price, it will be? The price starts from, as a system, $16.99 sterling, that includes VAT, VAT. Okay, this means in euros you may... In euros, what's that? I don't know. 2000... 2007. Yeah, 2100, I don't know. Okay. With taxes, this is, yeah? With taxes. Uh, obviously, shipping is extra, and that includes OS4 in, in the price. Uh, Final edition. Yeah, well, the OS4 for the X5000. Ah. So it'll be final edition, but it's whatever state that is. Um, so the, the price will uh, is about £450 cheaper than the X1000. Yeah, exactly. It's about, for US customers, non-EU customers, It's about a, just under a thousand dollars cheaper. Okay, very nice. Good, good to hear this. Uh, one question, if you can answer me, because I'm uh, in Amsterdam. You said they're too hard. We will come. Can you say something more about this, or uh, the, because you say that there's something over there. I don't know where it is, but you go look. You can see yourself. Okay, I will take a video of this. Okay. <laughs> okay, I catch you later in okay. the bigger interview. No so problem. Thank you very much. Hope that was useful. Okay. So, hi. Uh, how are you? Uh, and who you are? Explain us, because here we have new hardware, as I think. Okay. 
Um, this is uh, a new Ion computer. It called um, Tabor. It has um, 1.2 GHz processor, dual core. Um, you can install 8 GB of RAM. Okay. Um, the board has a small structure. Nope. Yeah. It's mini ATX or something really. Um, the positive thing is the test is here and the deacceleration sounds and games sound very well. And um, I think it's a good opportunity for um like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the uh, Amiga OS will be available at its uh, its plant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, maybe you can say something in the next year or. I think next year, but uh, it's better to talk with uh, Trevor about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's and the, the cost is not known now. I think the cost. The cost is, I think, I think the cost is uh, similar to the same computer. Okay. Yeah. This is nice. Okay. Thanks. This is. I'm pleasant to have here uh, one of the best programmer of for Amiga games, I think. I'm alright? Well, next generation Amiga games. Yeah, next generation Amiga games, but um, we will make there, it. There isn't so many competitions, so it's yeah, this is this best. is this is this is true. But but uh, your games, uh, like I was playing now with Small Kid. I completely died. This is the wing uh, battlefield. Wings battlefield. So this is my first time. I'm. This was not so good. It's not so easy. <laughs> but the game is very nice. And I want to just short ask you about your future project because I think you will be developing t Tower 57 for Amiga. Yeah, yes, well, developing uh, uh, developing is, okay. a, is a wrong word. It, it's, it's just a port. Just a port, but the, I think this is quite not so easy because yeah, we no, are no, missing no, some stuff. No, no, no. In case of Tower 57, um, um, it's, it's, it should be quite easy. Okay. Um, well, okay, some things uh, have to be optimized. When I say easy, it's because uh, I already have some experience with uh, the Usual problems, um, but it will be, um, it will be one, one to one. But it will be also Amiga OS, OS and Morph OS, I think. Exactly. So Morph this is not, a, and so this is tricky, I think, because these no, systems are. No, no I already um, over, over the time when when I started with Ace uh, of Hearts back back in the days, um, I uh, developed and enhanced my own uh, portable framework. So um, I, I write the same code and uh, at the end uh, three executables are split out or four. Sometimes uh, the Amiga OS 4 mm -hmm. versions are split into a composite and a version. Okay, yeah, I know. But I abstracted all, all the differences into common code. So it's, so it's not so it's dramatic because I... No, I, I actually I develop on a PC mm -hmm. and I can see exactly how the game will look on the Amiga 
any amoebas. Mm -hmm. And um, when I'm done, uh, ready to test, I run a build script system and uh, one minute later, the LHA archives, uh, zip archives okay. are done. Okay. And uh, you have been working with Gorky, I think, too, yeah? No. No, that's, no this was that's, a... that's the guys from Entwickler X. Ah, okay, because you are not working together, maybe? No, no, no. I so they are two good guys, they're two good right, things. Right, 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 Um I have to... Yes, yes, we are definitely the same. <laughs> uh, and to, uh, well, just, just one question, uh, maybe. Uh, there's uh, options in future for Amiga to have some good games like your games or like Tower 57. That uh, or this is possible to make some money. That the, for example, Tower 57 is uh, focused on mainstream platforms, but through this we can get something for us too. What do you think about that? Um, can you can you? Uh, because um, I was thinking, if we can get for Amiga OS games. Uh, or Amiga in general, whatever. Ah, you, you mean uh, and if, we, if we can do the same thing like what we did for, for other guys that you get well, the cash for for mainstream well, and this is well, only... Well, um, um, I get some money for the port, but it's pocket money. It's, so, for uh, beer? Yeah, for some cigarettes and... Uh, to work what more what intense. I, what I, uh, I can pay what I... What I um, I consume during the uh, during the development. Okay, yeah. ah, but it, it will, as I as I said, um, it's it's rather easy to port. Okay, um, uh, because it's it's uh, it's uh, written in C or C plus plus, and it's uh, using OpenGL, and it's uh, well, it's it's not using fancy shader stuff, and so so it's it's really it should be really easy to port. Um, uh, I, I guess it will be less than two weeks. Okay. For all that. So, so nice. this is a is a real special case. Uh, yeah. Usually, usually uh, current PC games aren't uh, easy. Yeah. Aren't uh, that easy to port? Um, uh, most often, you would have to rewrite. Uh, oh, let's let's put it this way: many current uh, PC games are written using Unity. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, 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 this 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 engines. Yeah, uh, uh, you have to rewrite everything from okay. scratch. Uh, you can you can extract some game logic if you got the uh, uh, Unity sources, but that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to write the own rendering stuff yourself. So that's a totally different story, and right now with Tower 57, we just needed a few extra bucks. To so there is a. Support. But in normally, for bigger games, you would have to work months upon months to port it to okay. Amiga, and you also would have to maybe uh, do polygon reduction on models mm -hmm. and stuff like that. All time consumer and money consumer okay. So it's. Uh, it's Actually, uh, we, we are talking about uh, uh, way more than 10,000 euros to port a decent PC type. Okay. And the, the, you would have to make compromises regarding the quality, of course, at, at least uh, when it's about Amiga OS 4. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this we will continue in the main episode with you, I hope, because this was very nice. I already take your time, and this was very impressive. Thank you very much. No problem, thank you. Okay. 
So, hi. Um, hi. I met the author of uh, Soundbuster program. Yeah, uh, uh, First, some, something about your program, uh, because this is for DJs, yeah? Or could be? Uh, it could be for, for DJs, but uh, also for uh, people who love listening to music and uh, maybe trying to, uh, to blend music together. So, from, not for, not maybe for the post podcast because I don't think so. This you can, you uh, can. That's not made for uh, editing audio. Uh, it's fact, only for mixing, yeah. Something. Only for mixing, yeah. Uh, you um, you can load two different tracks, music at the same time, and uh, adjust the replay speed of each track, mm -hmm. and blend uh, them together with an equalizer. Okay. To change high, mid, and uh, low frequency band. Uh, that's what I can say about Soundbanker. It's something pretty simple to use. Well, it's my point of view. Uh, yeah, of course. But, uh, and, uh, so, what's interesting about Soundbanker is, is, uh, is that it makes use of many system components of Morpheus. Okay, so uh, let's enumerate them. Uh, there is uh, Tinigeo. TDGL yeah. for uh, rendering the waveforms on the screen. There is uh, MUE for the user interface. Yeah. There is Rigi, the audio framework, yeah, yeah. media framework of yeah, something like that types. Yeah. Uh, it makes also good use of uh, sensors API, uh, which allows the use of uh, USB controller, external controller. That's uh, what, what I can say about uh, the component used by, uh, by Soundbanker. Okay. What's interesting also is the size of the application. Uh, it weighs only 350... Megabyte. No, kilobyte. Kilobyte? Oh, fuck. It fits on the floppy. Impressive, like old school. Good, like very nice. old school, yeah. So it's kind of a, of a demo of what uh, Soundbanker is, uh, is able to do. In fact, not some Baxter, MorphOS. Okay. And in this situation, do you plan the version for other systems like Amiga OS, iOS? Or, the, uh, or this is even uh, possible because we talk that this is completely connected, yeah? It's, it's, it's really intricate inside MorphOS operating system. We are, so Baxter makes use of uh, native MorphOS components. Like reggae, reggae yeah. doesn't exist on other operating system. Uh, there is also sensors API, which Not doesn't it. exist on OS, OS 4 or uh, other operating systems. So uh, it's, it's hardly possible to, uh, to port some Baxter to OS 4 or, uh, or IROS, for example. Um, that's a technological demonstration of mm -hmm. what MorphOS is capable on uh, the audio part of the okay. system. Okay, but uh, maybe future projects you will make more uh, platform independent. Platform independent? Uh, uh, this is maybe a wrong word, but... I, I, in fact, I, I try to use uh, uh, the components offered by MorphOS, the new components, yeah. the new okay. API. 
So it's, it's difficult to, uh, to port my work to other operating system because uh, I use something specific to my voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's a demonstration of okay. what the monster uh, is a demo. Okay. It's a demo. So I think about more questions about your work and development we can make in an extra episode with you. This will be pleasant uh, for me. Wish pleasure. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, oh, no, thank you. I will cut it. Uh, I'd like to add something. Um, I also worked on CAMD. Mm -hmm. C R A D library. Okay. For MIDI. Okay. MIDI support. Uh, with a library which is compatible with CAMD. Uh, which exists on OS4 and ROS. Uh, I added support, MIDI support to MorphOS lately. Okay. It's not yet uh, available, but will be maybe with uh, the next release of MorphOS. Okay, very nice. So we'll talk later more. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much for uh, for uh, the view. Hi. Uh, I met Jacek, uh, one of the developer of um, MorphOS. So I have some questions, just short questions about, for yeah. example, X5000 and MorphOS for, for it. Uh, because there's working progress or it's already ported? Yeah, basically the port is complete, everything works as intended. So it will be available with the next release of MorphOS, which should come within the next half a year, not more. And um, the cost, maybe you know how much will cost the license for it? No, we did not set a price yet. It's too early to, okay. to say. And do you think there, there, will be, there will be a lot of uh, users of, of this? Because the hardware is quite expensive compared to, to other powerful Macs. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it won't be, beat the Mac Mini, which is the strongest MorphOS platform so far. But Yeah, I, I suppose MorphOS is very attractive, so the, the people that will buy the hardware will get MorphOS as well, or at, at least are going to try it. Yeah, free. this is the good point. Uh, okay, and um, today I saw that I, Aeon uh, re will release the new hardware, yeah. and this, in this, question, this is connected with my question. If you plan in future to release MorphOS for new platforms, if they come from, for example, Aeon or AQ? Uh, I think that's quite probable, probable that we'll continue working with those guys. It's, um, you know, it, it depends uh, on the support from their part, if we get the hardware early and so on. Okay, and uh, uh, this is a good question. And uh, this work uh, during porting Morpheus to new X5000, it was a good connection with Aeon or this was hard port? Together work or something like um, that? I'm not aware of any problems. The so cooperation was pretty okay. Good, yeah. very nice. And uh, maybe last question, the more tricky, because the, the people are saying or want to know if there will be jump to another architecture. What do you think about this? Well, that's something we've been talking about for a while now, uh, but it's still, you know, something that has to wait a bit. It's a lot of work and uh, for now we're focusing on the current MorphOS um, and probably 
even if the so-called Morpho SNG comes out, the old Mor old Morpho S will also be supported for a while. Okay, and uh, how it will be with uh, compatibility with, for example, old Amiga software? Because now it's no, no yeah, problem no. mostly, yeah. And in this situation, you must uh, integrate emulation. Or yeah, we would have to integrate some emulator because there's not going to be any compatibility anymore. Okay, and uh, maybe one more question. Uh, if we really need to jump for new hardware, or PowerPC is enough for us? Because, for example, Aeon makes only PowerPC, and yeah. this is expensive hardware, yeah? True. So, makes sense, or we should still be in PowerPC world? The last survivor. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, it makes sense to exit the PowerPC world, especially since the hardware is still out there and it's still quite capable. But it would be silly not to jump to other architectures. So if we want to look into the future, we have to do the jump at some point. Okay. Well, we'll see if Aeon or Hyperion will jump too. Uh, and yeah. uh, last question. Uh, because I was always making the pressure on, on podcast, I hope, to more to, that the, our camps can work together more. This is possible in your opinion or not? To, for example, the standard question is Odyssey web browser. Now yeah. Aeros have the theoretically the best, the, the newest, the best working with JTI. Yeah, this is this. Yeah. And for us, this is a problem for both sides because the, this is connected with PowerPC, I think. So how to do it to have the one browser together develop it or something like this? Because I cannot write my blog on Amiga. Yeah, sure. Well, the the uh, problem with the browser is that. Uh, Google and Apple don't care about PowerPC, so they keep breaking stuff, uh, which is causing problems for us on the PowerPC. That's why iOS has newer yeah. uh, version of the web browser, and we don't. Um, but you know, there's always been some cooperation with iOS uh, on our sites, and I think it's going to stay like that. Um, about OS4, no comments. Okay, so I will not more put more questions about this. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, you're it's welcome. nice to talk. It will be like so, whatever. Hi again. I meet again the one of the friend OS or friend app guy. So give us an update. What is about your work? Well, uh, what we're working on right now is to bring out the first uh, version that other people can test. So uh, in the end of October, we're going to bring out the first developer-oriented version. Okay, very nice. It's a pre-pre-pre-release, but it will allow you to work with files, program some things, uh, use our APIs, and play around. Okay, but this will be only for developers, not for, uh, let's say, us. We will try to invite up to 200 people. Oh, so it will not be just professional developers, it will be anybody. But it is of a, um, how do you say that? The quality of the system thus far is meant for developers. So that means that some things still break, some things are not so useful unless you know programming. Uh, 
but of course you, you do have some uh, user-oriented applications. For example, we have a video and audio conferencing and chatting application. Mm -hmm. So you can, if you have other people who also go in on the developer version, they will be able to chat together. <laughs> They'll also be able to use it on their phones to chat and to uh, so so that way you, you're going to be the first users of applications. Okay. But what we want is um, developer feedback as well as user feedback, but mostly developer feedback because that type of uh, insight will help us the most for the first release in uh, December which is for everybody. Aha, okay, so uh, uh, let's uh, ask you about uh, Amiga party here, because this is, the, again, party that you are in, and this is the... Uh, how was it first? How was it in California? Hotter than here, for sure. Uh, I would say it was probably about three times as big. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it was huge. Uh, we talked to some of the original uh, Amiga engineers and they said that this was in what was in the Mountain View in California was probably the biggest Amiga show since 1986. Oh, <laughs> so nice. it was really big. Almost everybody who was involved with Commodore and Amiga was there at that, at that time. So uh, it was nothing to miss. <laughs> and you were also with your business stuff with, connected with your friend. Yeah. And you get some support or something like that? Oh yeah. We've now been a second time in California. Uh, been in many of the cities around uh, in, the, in the Bay. And we now have uh, collected a lot of people who wants to invest in the real phase. So where we're at uh, right now um, is driven by seed money. That means it's the first investors. Basically the round that you call family and friend investors. So we have some strategic in investors who are not family and friends, or they're becoming friends. But we have no business investors who only do it for the business. Everybody who's been investing up to this moment has done it because they believe on a personal level in the project. Very nice. In January, probably, we will get our first business investments. They don't care about the platform, you know, uh, they might at the personal level, but they're professional investors. And they will bring in bigger money so that we can hire a lot of people. So the team we have now, uh, it's a skeleton crew that is just what we uh, have to have to build the first version. But next year we're gonna have uh, real money coming in so that we can actually build something that is uh, it's gonna blow everybody's socks off. Very nice. So I'm happy that, let's say, Amiga Spirit is still alive and can find the cash for developing something new, something revolutionary. Yeah, the reason is that this isn't just Amiga stuff. Um, the Amiga side of it has to do with the technology and the solutions. And of course you can skin it so it looks exactly like an Amiga. But it has a lot of great business potentials. So it's useful for people who never knew what an Amiga was. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. And that's where our primary focus lays outside of the legacy, is to bring this to people who don't care if it's Amiga. They just want it to make sense for them in a business uh, or in, a, in an integration situation, anything that's business related. And 
if we can bring that, then we will be a success. If not, we're just going to be at retro parties and, and uh, demo shows. <laughs> But this is good. At the end of all, this is good. Okay, thank you very much. I hope you keep us updated in the future. What happens with your team and work and the OS? Okay, oh, yeah. thanks. No problem. <laughs> so now I have the pleasure to talk with Costello from Hyperion. Uh, so the first um, question. This is again partly with Amiga 30 years. And um, how? What do you think about this? And this is the last, I think, part in the in, in this year in in this as world. As far as I know, yeah. And uh, it is good. And uh, maybe this is too too much. This part is because it's, you are always traveling. I think, yeah. Um, I do like the the, the uh, part here in noise. Uh, it's quite different from Amsterdam and Peterborough, where I uh, have been as well. Um, because it's very crowded, you know. Mm -hmm. In Amsterdam, you had that tent and you had the room, and the yeah, people were a bit, bit distributed. In uh, Peterborough, you had that charity dinner, which was a, a much smaller scale. And here, you have 450 people in all over the room yeah, in one room, exactly. and it's loud and it's noisy. It's it's stressful, but it makes a lot of fun. Yeah, and you showed, for example, Gorky, the game. Is now available to, to buy, uh, and this the development was a lot of time, 70 years or something like this. At the end of all, uh, why it takes so much time, or what happened during this? No time, probably. Yeah? Uh, I think it was uh, 12 years actually. Uh -huh. um, when the 12 years ago, when the contract was signed with Metropolis, um, out of this contract. Uh, for example, a Linux port uh, raised, which was sold by Linux Game Publishing, and the Amiga port was started but never finished. Um, about the details, I don't uh, really know something. Uh, what I do know is that two people worked on it and um, made it run on Amiga OS, but it did not run um, really good. Mm. And uh, at some point, it just I don't know, maybe it was forgotten about and nobody did care anymore about it. And in the, um, the end of, of second quarter this year, uh, we remembered about it and said, we have that license and we should bring it out because the work is almost done. It needs some optimizations, yeah. bug fixes and all this, but the work is almost done. So we uh, commissioned Frank Menzel from um, Nvidia X to work on it and we finished it in uh, about half a year and it's uh, quite a good product. And now we can play and uh, this is only exclusive for Amiga OS or it will be available for other systems too? Um, this is exclusive to Amiga OS 4, yes. Okay, so the other question is do you, do you plan to port something new or some other games? Because Hyperion years ago was very known of the ports of the game, games. Um, well, that depends a bit on the success of Gorky. It's, it's a bit of a, a test case for us. Um, but yes, we, we do have some licenses left. Uh, we also want, for example, to polish the, the existing games like Free Space or Shogo or what, which are not uh, necessarily some are not installable in a modern system or not playable for whatever reason. And uh, we do have those plans, but we will. Uh, do one step after each other, so we have to see, and the Amiga OS development uh, must not suffer from that, so yeah. 
and now uh, we go to Amiga OS development. So now you are working on X5000 to make it finished, yeah, to port of Amiga OS, as I think, yeah? Yes. Uh, and uh, it's almost finished, because the, the computer will be soon available, I think, yeah? Yes, um, I, I don't know the exact uh, schedule when um, Eon wants to start selling, but I think they take it's already pre-orders. The Amiga OS is already in a pretty good state, um, but we have to do some polishing and optimization work, some problems to solve yet, yes. Uh, one or another driver is missing, but uh, it comes along a good way. Okay, so now um, after this what happened? Amiga OS 4.2, for example, the work continue? Or you will maybe support the new hardware that Aeon shown today? Well, uh, we have... OS 4.2 is uh, a difficult topic because it was announced so long ago and it was always delayed and delayed and delayed. So uh, we don't have any release date to announce. Um, all work we do, which is on the X5000, which will be on the new hardware A1222 yeah. from Aeon, um, will uh, help or towards or will help us uh, coming to a 4.2 because uh, the work is not lost. But as we are working on porting on to a system, we have to get the system stable on those new hardware, and this of course takes time. Everything else will come after that. Okay, so, um, and one question about the hardware, because on, uh, on your stand I saw the laptop of Amiga. Uh, this is the Abaddonet project. Can you tell exactly what happened? Because it was very nice netbook, I, uh, I would say. Um, this netbook was uh, basically a linebook ZIT Z9, uh, produced by the Chinese company Line Incorporated. And... Um, at some point in 2011, uh, we had the idea of porting Amiga OS to it and uh, uh, rebranding it as Amiga Netbook and selling that for a very low price point because it was available for a pretty decent price. And um, we started the port. At the same time, we started negotiations with Line. And unfortunately, it got announced to the public on Amy West 2011, which was far too early because the port was barely working. It was working, but only barely. Okay. And the negotiations were not settled yet. So um, the negotiations uh, went on and on and on and on. And finally it was clear that uh, Lime would not accept any other deal than us prepaying uh, 1,500 units, if I'm not mistaken, of these completely before allowing us to uh, get access to the documentation and, and, and all the needed uh, other source code like uh, for the firmware which was not uh, doable for Hyperion of course because 1500 units yeah. times X amount hundreds of dollars is just not doable um, and we had to abandon the pro project so there is a future chance to have the uh, Amiga OS on laptop or there is hard um, because we get the new hardware, nice, yes. but it's not laptop. Yeah, very likely not on this net netbook, uh, because it's meanwhile it's completely underpowered. Uh, it ran on a, I think, 400 megahertz mm -hmm. uh, system on a chip, 
and it would be just too, too slow. And nobody really wants netbooks these days. People are using tablets yeah. and, uh, or full-featured notebooks. And uh, it might be that there is at some point a portable Amiga notebook, like the Italian guys doing this, this, yeah, this open source power PC notebook. If that gives us something, a prototype which we can work on, and if we see that um, this will actually make it to market, of course we would like we would like we would love to see Amiga OS on a notebook. Yeah, for me, it's uh, perfect too. Okay, the, the, the last word to, for the 30 years of Amiga. Can we work together between the camps? What do you think about this? Uh, in a small scale, that's surely possible. Between individual developers, I would say. Or uh, by developers uh, like Daniel Musner um, releasing his uh, games for all three platforms or by people using Hollywood creating applications. Uh, in the big scale, um, it is difficult, I think. There is a lot of history attached on both sides, uh, which makes it very difficult to find a solution to that. Okay, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Let's do it, okay. Hi, how are you? Okay, good. Uh, so this is, uh, this is your first party, Amiga 30 years party, or you were, because I was in Amsterdam, I... Yeah, my father was in Amsterdam, I wasn't. Mm. So yeah, this is my first. Okay, and uh, you are very known, and your brother too, so I don't think I need to even speak your name, because everybody now know which, which guy I'm talking about. Tell me about your now work for, for Amiga OS. Uh, it is, uh, uh, how, how it's going? And the second question is about Timberwolf, I would like to ask you. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, currently, work, I'm working currently on uh, Galleon, the uh, 3D, 3D graphics yeah, yeah. That's um, It's taking its sweet time. I mean, I think we announced it. Uh, uh, somewhere in Amy was 2012 or 2010, I don't really remember. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, switching between other side projects, so it went uh, pretty slow to begin with. And it's also a bit difficult because we want to um, make sure that the... That the uh, we, we want an, an OpenGL-capable graphics API, but we want it at the lowest possible level. So it's, it's not supposed to use anything from intuition. It's not even used, it's supposed to use a lot of graphics, but it's, it's uh, supposed to be able to be plugged into the very lowest level so that we can uh, basically we switch the machine on and uh, as soon as the Amiga is, is starting to boot, it's available. Mm -hmm. So um, because the idea is um, since the Gallium itself is, is just uh, this uh, state tracking mechanism uh, behind uh, a graphics API like OpenGL, and uh, we want to use that uh, state tracking API for things like Cairo. There's also a Cairo version that uh, maps directly onto Gallium. So um, the idea is then to get a system that is uh, working at a minimal uh, boot level, but can basically run everything, so that we can more or less uh, get rid of most of the old stuff that we have right now. But of course that's that's difficult because there are things like, for example, we are working on the multi-core support and uh, this thing is supposed to be multi-core compatible. So 
uh, not only on the, on the on an application level, but I want to have two cores of the, or three cores of the CPU be able to render at the same time onto the same screen, basically. Okay. Things like that is making the whole affair pretty complicated. Multi-core support is it's really hard to bring it. Yeah, I think for um, and you will break the compatibility with the old stuff. No, uh, that's uh, that's one of the things we're trying to do. Already. This is most of my brothers work. He's working on the multi-core support. But the idea is to have um, to make as little damage as possible. Because uh, it's probably inevitable that some things will break. Uh, because all of a sudden you have uh, uh, just, uh, for example, if you do forbid on on, uh, on an Amiga, it will prevent any any task switch, and uh, that means that if you use forbid, the only thing you can do is stop all cores, mm. uh, because otherwise something else would be still going on and could interfere with your code. So. Uh, the idea is that uh, to make this impact as low as possible so that uh, things that are still using Forbit uh, will not uh, stall the whole system. And on the other hand, things like um, uh, we need to introduce more uh, fine-grained um, control mechanisms so that uh, these uh, things can be uh, more controlled uh, from an uh, from application point of view. Um, also, the whole memory system is uh, the memory system was designed to be uh, compatible with multi-core from the beginning, but um, it's not trivial to add. I mean, it's, it's always there's always some stuff that needs to be done. So yeah, multi-core support isn't that complicated to begin with, but making it uh, compatible and uh, uh, keeping it uh, in such a way that it still works with the old applications, even 68K applications, that's uh, a bit of a challenge. Okay, so, and this is uh, just, uh, this is connected with uh, memory protection too? Or must no, be no, connected? Uh, uh, the, the memory protection that we can do is very limited. Um, that is unfortunately, we, we cannot, uh, at the moment with the current API, we cannot do things like uh, isolated address spaces for tasks. It just doesn't work. There's too much, uh, sharing going on and uh, most of the I mean if you send a message from one task to another you can put an address in there and it needs to be the same address on all the tasks that uh, want to access this message okay. so um, you are basically confined to a single address space and um, we can't really do much about that unless we um, add a new API for things like uh, message passing and stuff like that. That's going to be, that is a long-term plan, but uh, it's going to be, uh, it's a bit on a back burner. Okay, so now maybe the last question. In this situation, do you have time to, for example, develop the Timberwolf? Because we are missing good web browser yeah, now. Yeah, uh, maybe Odyssey is good, but all outdated. Yeah, sure. And all this uh, Timberwolf is, I think, on Firefox version 4.01, yeah. which is but also still some, sometimes it's working better than Odyssey. Yeah, that, that's a problem. There were some uh, some issues with uh, uh, third-party library that is used in, uh, in, in uh, Mozilla, and uh, I don't think that we ever got around to addressing those issues. Um, 
the, the problem is that about the same time that we did this uh, Timberwolf, uh, Firefox started this uh, insane... Uh, the numbers, yeah. Yeah, this insane uh, release cycle. And uh, it was at one point we couldn't really keep up with it anymore. So, um, right now... Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm more inclined to look at Chrome instead of, uh, of uh, Firefox. Because, I mean, they also have this insane uh, version number, what are they, 40 or something? Yeah. Um, but um, I think that I used, it, I used um, both Firefox and Chrome on, a, on an old um, Android tablet. And uh, uh, Chrome is more efficient. Than Firefox, at least uh, from my experience on okay. that on that resource uh, limited tablet. So uh, I did have a look at, at uh, Chrome for a while, but well, <laughs> to be honest, I like the time. It's it's simple as that. It's always something else. I mean, I'm, I'm working now on, on GDB as well as uh, the, the debugger, and uh, it's just the schedule is full. And uh, as I explained to someone else uh, later today, I mean, Amiga was my hobby. Uh, when I started out with it, it was really uh, uh, just uh, my hobby. Uh, but the more I started to work on it, the more it became work. So um, right now, it's really difficult for me to do anything after my work on Amiga. That's also the, one of the reasons why uh, Timberwolves really got stuck. Uh, stuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure to meet you. You are the great guy. Thank you. So, Pedro, how are you? I'm surviving as usually, always surviving. I'm yeah, a survivor. And, and you are enjoying the show? Very much. You can see I'm very happy here. Oh, I'm happy that all the nice people here, Amiga, around. So this is the yeah the good times for you and this is the um, last I think the celebration for 30 years. Uh, what you can say to Amiga guys for the next I don't know maybe 10 years? What you should enjoy. I would say you know this is like a it's a retro computer and the people like it because it's something special. It's not like a PC. Also, PC gets old, but there will yeah. ne never be a retro computer. Exactly. Maybe some special things from the old times. But I think there's a lot of heart, heart blood inside, a lot of emotion. A lot of people, they have the first computer when there was 15, 16, Amiga, right? C64. It's nice. And the computer as well is a nice computer. It's, it's, a, it's it, we said the Amiga has a soul, you know? Yes. This will be, and they will be still surviving because you see, all the people are very uh, enthusiastic, very dynamic. They uh, making uh, new boards. They making other things. Right? There's always activities, always dynamic. And as long as the dynamic is, a this Amiga will not die. I think. The hardware is a problem because a lot of uh, hardware is now leaking. The uh, condensers leaking, that the boards get burned, and then a lot of things get also. Defect. But still, we have replacement. The yeah, the replacement. Yes, 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 yes. But then it is not original, you know. 
It's like in the automotive industry. If yeah. you have a, a Ford 1914, right? Yeah. So everything is original. It's a great thing. Or a BMW or something from the old yeah. time. You know? So uh, I'm also said, you see my walker here, right? It's yeah, exactly. Working. What about your collection? Because you want to sell some stuff or everything. You know, the problem is as following. I'm 72 years old. Yeah, this is not, not so problematic, I think. And no, it's not so, because I'm healthy, got thanks or some problems, but not, not serious problems. And then you'll see, uh, I would like to decide who will get all the machines. I would like to do this decision. Me, not anybody else. If I'm dying, you never know. Then like what happens with the know. collecting? Then I have no influence. I cannot say I would like to give it to them or something. So I'm still searching. It's not because of the money. I don't like to give it free of charge, to be honest, because I have also paid something. I bought something, fleet market. I suffered with my also two bankruptcies and other things. Yeah. They shoot me and all that. Anyway, but uh, I would like to see, I would like to give it for the people so they can see the history of the computers. And this I would like to make a my de my decision who will so get it. So there are maybe two questions. Uh, if someone wants to buy something, must contact direct you? Yes. Okay, and other option is, uh, maybe the option is to make a, something like Kickstarter company to found the museum for for this stuff. And yeah, uh, if somebody is, I would do this. I have no problem with this. This is the best counter article. There are some people, they would like to, to buy this, uh, but I don't like to give it piece by piece. It's also not. I would like to give it the all together. Yeah. And all my things, my books, what I have done, documentation, such, you see. I'm life member here from 1998. All this remembrance for a museum with the, then this awards, for the exactly. computer awards, is unique in the world. Or the board here. Yeah, right? the first, yeah. The first board is a unique thing. So, uh, yeah. nobody had this. Yeah? Exactly. So, maybe then somebody will want to, to do something, we will see. Uh, la last question about your... Because now I think you are selling some special edition of cases or something like this. No, this this I, Facebook, I will tell you yeah? the story. In, 1990, in 1997, uh, I have to liquidate my warehouse and uh, my warehouse people, I have my warehouse in Braunschweig, they called me and said, Petro, we have some casing. So I said, okay, throw them away. They said, yeah, it's not so easy because in Germany you have to pay some money for get rid of these things. There's plastic, like there's this, yeah. exactly recycling. So I said, so how much? They said, yeah, it's around about 5,000 Deutschmarks at this time. And then I said, but my people are also smart. We have somebody, he said, he would like to take all the things free of charge. I, I think better free of charge than pay 5,000, right? So I said, okay, give him away. And this was a guy, uh, 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 he took, I think, nine pallets full of production material, brand new, and get it free of charge and put it in a warehouse for 18 years. And he have never touched. And three weeks ago, he called me and said, Petro, do you remember me? I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really don't remember him because my people manage this, right? I said, okay. 
the what's the problem? He said, yeah, I have this, you gave me away this free of charge. Can you help me to sell it? And I'm, I'm good in logistic because I have the experience with the A1200s. So I said, okay, I have a friend, he has a warehouse, we can do this. The sun is burning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I said, okay, fine. Uh, send me all the things and make a shop. And then I will make, I collect the money because the people trust me, I have no problem with this. And send it also, make the logistic and give you then the money. So this agreement. Okay. And now they're also selling this here. I said, okay, come to Noist and they're selling this by themselves also. I don't care, you know, of course. Yeah, this is good for community yeah, at the end of all, yeah. of an end and, yeah. It's not because I get no money for this. It's only, okay. only cover my cost, but it's okay. Very nice. Thank you for You're welcome. your time. Yes. But let's start it with short interview okay. now. Mm -hmm. So now uh, I, my guest is uh, RJ, very now the rock star of Amiga. Uh, and the first question is easy: How you enjoyed this uh, the, the third party of 30 years of Amiga? So say something. I, I see that you enjoy it a lot. Oh, I enjoy this so much. My greatest joy comes from the fact that I am now getting to really get to know a lot of people who believed in the Amiga many years ago and still believe it up until this day. The, the, we, we invented the machine intending for it to be a new tool that, that anyone could use to express themselves better, whether, whether you're an engineer or an artist or an audio designer, a video producer, anyone we hoped would be able to take this machine and do something important to make their lives richer and better. And I mean, that was our dream. And that was 30 years ago that, that we hoped that something like this would happen. I, I never believed it would happen as strong as it did. And I've never in my wildest dreams believed it would still be going 30 years later. But the great benefit for me is now I get to really meet these people and see a lot of the things that people have done with the technology that we created before. How have they been able to take the ideas and extend it and create new technology and, and now the, the Amiga name, if not the original uh, hardware, this, the spirit of the hardware is living on with new people that are creating new devices all the time. And, and it's, it's, it's a dream come true for me. And so the thing I'm liking the most is that, that I, I get to meet the people who I feel are, are the real heroes around here. The ones who took what we invented and turned it into the thing that it's become today. Mm, so I want to shake everyone's hand here because I feel like I, I owe them all. I don't say it loud because <laughs> <laughs> this will be too much guys here. Too much coming in. <laughs> Uh, so okay, and um, uh, I want to because you are um, still uh, I, I say still in business, some, something like business. You are working now at Google. So uh, in in the game uh, uh, gaming or something like this, yeah. Yes. So you are connected with technology. You invented a lot of things, and now in with Amiga is we are divided, not not going in one direction. For example. Almost we're starting from nothing here. What somebody that's starting from nothing and want, want to keep the Amiga soul here should do? Mm. Well, your advice is, the f advice is from one of the fathers of Amiga to the community. So, five years ago, 
if, if someone had asked me what the chances were of, of a new Amiga being successful, I, I would have said, you know, close to zero. That the, the main competition was in the PC versus Apple space and that there wasn't room for another contender, for there wasn't room for another device to come out. Plus, when, when you look at uh, where Windows has gone in terms of the development of technology and how far Apple has gone with improving the user interface and improves, improving all their technology, although the best thing Apple did was switch to Linux as their operating system <laughs> or FreeBSD, but you know what I mean. It's, it's True, now it's working. And now it's finally working correctly. And now it really has multitasking and now it really has a file system. And, and I, I would have said five years ago that it... it was not possible to create a product that would get enough momentum because there's the, the investment today would be so huge. We're, we're talking you know, many tens of millions of dollars worth of investment to create a new machine, to create a new operating system, to put together the set of apps that you would need to launch a device, uh, all the standard ones plus a good set of games. And, it's, it's many tens of millions, if not a hundred million, if not more than a hundred million dollars to put a device like that together today. And it just doesn't seem practical. It didn't seem practical five years ago because the, it, it didn't seem like you'd be able to get the numbers of consumers interested in it to ever make back that kind of investment. But what I see going on here, there's so much energy and so many people that are willing to take the idea of the Amiga and bring it forward into the future, both in terms of the, the, what the hardware used to be able to do for us, what the operating system, the kind of freedom, the kind of openness and flexibility that it provided to us. And you see so many people creating devices that are actually working, that are here at this show today. Real hardware, real operating system software. We're not seeing a lot of games and apps developed yet, but that's because we haven't settled in on, on anything, any one system or any one solution. And you're right, there's a lot of, a lot of bifurcation in this marketplace, in this environment, this development environment. A lot of people trying and, uh, and in many cases, uh, competing against each other, getting in each other's way and preventing a new thing from coming together. I think that there, there, I think there's enough interesting going on here that it would be worth someone having a real look at if it would be really possible to create a new machine today and, and have it get enough market penetration that it would be worth it. It would require one effort, one machine, getting all of these these forces that are at work here. I see the people here in Germany. We saw so many people when, when we were in Amsterdam. We saw so many people in, uh, in the United States for the, the big show we had in Mountain View. These people are over-brimming with energy and, and with desire and with a, a willingness to, to give and to sacrifice and, and to try to make a new thing happen. I think there's, there might be enough energy going on here that if someone could marshal all of it and find a way to get a single focus and then start going to the right money people, start going to the right 
other groups that, that would be needed to, to create a new device. I don't myself know whether or not a new device would be practical, but I think it's gotten interesting enough for it to be practical to do a real serious study to find a person or to find a small group of people that would be willing to head up such a, a, an effort and give it a look, put some research money into it, spend a year maybe, you know, trying to pull all the pieces together and, and, and see whether or not something could actually be accomplished. I was a disbeliever five years ago. I, I'm, I'm, I've become a believer. I don't know that it could be done, but I think it's interesting enough to have a look at it. This is the this is the nice things for you because if you five years ago thought that Amiga was let's say dead, now you see there's a little bit kicking. So yeah. this is for father. This is a good. It's a very good thing. Yes. <laughs> And I am really appreciate that you say that there is maybe chance for there is a one place for have something different in this. Uh, mainstream stuff like Windows and uh, the Mac OS, yeah? Yeah. O OS X, sorry, not Mac OS now. So, oh, yeah. very nice. So, but but as as you said in the beginning, there's so many efforts going on here. So many different people trying different sorts of things. That yeah, now it's better. Yeah. Now it it would make it would need everyone to come together, and to get everyone to come together, you're going to need some strong personality that will be able to inspire everyone and, and something and, like Steve Jobs for Amiga yeah Steve Jobs for Amiga except not Steve Jobs please yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never know this guy so I don't know it was good what everybody says from Apple ah, amazing guy yeah yeah he was amazing we had a lot of visionary qualities to him <laughs> and um, we need someone like that someone that could have the business acumen, have the, the, the vision to be able to see where it might go and have the charisma to be able to get all of these people that are pulling in many different directions and get them all to pull in the same direction for a change. Hmm. So, well, let's hope somebody we will find. Yes. <laughs> maybe you won't. Yeah, maybe me. <laughs> yeah, now you are a rock star here, so you can, you can do everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, I lack the business acumen. I'm not a businessman. I'm an engineer, and, and uh, I, I, I dabble with business, and I can write contracts, and you know, I, I know my way around a, a boardroom. But uh, I think we'd need some much more seriously strong business person than I am. Although I'll, I'll be the fireworks. I'll be the spark plug to make the thing happen. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Yeah, destroy the system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fond of doing that, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, the, I think this is the... Uh, that's oh, all wow. I want. All right, very yeah, good. Yeah, I think, I hope we do a big interview in the near future. Yeah, look, we just got to schedule it. All I really need to do is get it on my calendar. Once it's on my calendar, I'm golden. My problem is I'm just, like, swamped with so much stuff that comes at me every day. We, we did a count uh, just before I left on this trip and counting work and home. I'm currently 15,000 emails behind. Thousand <laughs> <15, laughs> emails. Uh, you must control A, make it a control A, then delay. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could do that. Just do, you know, like uh, January 1st. 
I'm throwing all the old email away and I'm starting from scratch. If, if you wrote me last year, yeah, forget inbox, it. Right? Inbox zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> inbox zero. That would last for about 15 seconds and that's it. <laughs> okay, very nice. So, you know, and it's really a shame too because there's so much good stuff out there that I just can't get to. Like this, I would love to do this with you. All we gotta do is get it on my calendar. That's what we're yeah, yeah, yeah. We will do it. What I need to do is get you the name of my assistant and, and get her to put you on my calendar. <laughs> so this is impressive for me. The first time that I go to the guy through the assistant. <laughs> she's she's getting to understand me, and and, and she's starting to find better and better ways to kick me in the ass and make me go and do the things I really need to do and and, and she started deleting emails that I don't need to read. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. The, the, no, the here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know if the truth is that I'm never gonna get to the stuff anyway. I, I uh, better to delete them rather than have them haunt me that I'm not answering <laughs> Okay, I will stop it now, thank you. So my guest uh, is Mike Battigliana from Colanto. Uh, so he is famous about mostly Amiga Forever and thanks for this package because it's very useful to emulate. And I want to just some short question about about the uh, future of Amiga, yeah, future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first question, because I'm Mac user, it will come official to Mac to have the you know the nice nice player like it's in Windows. Okay, that's a good question. Um, the limitation is not lack of will, but lack of resources to do it properly. So there is a will to do it very well, but it's a small niche market. So we as developers having to also sell and having just two hands and wanting to do it well, uh, we chose to do Windows first, that mm -hmm. being the larger market. And uh, now that we have all the things in place, we always wanted to have like authoring. Now you can right click a title and do edit. We have excellent high DPI support now, a gorgeous new user interface, which is completely rewritten this year. You will see it in a few months. I think we have the bits in place that we can port as is uh, to the Mac much easier. So I wouldn't have started a port to the Mac before I had seen on the original Windows version the things I, we always wanted to see. Because we, we had always a, a path of things we wanted and many of the things were not there yet. Now they're beginning to be there exactly as they should be. So you can see also more of the authoring side, not just click to play. And yes, I would say it's getting closer. And somebody asked during my speech here at the noise event, um, and I answered also about the Mac, maybe we should do a Kickstarter. It seems to be very popular. Exactly. It's not my personal preference. I mean, I prefer to deliver when it's ready, but it works. And if it makes it possible, which otherwise wouldn't be possible because we are not independently rich, we, we the project is in slight red, so it needs to be at least self-sustaining even if we keep promoting it with things we have from other fields, more boring job we do during the day, we take away hours and money from that. So, okay, we're happy to do that, but a little bit, it must be self-sustaining. So uh, Kickstarter could be an idea, but we are collecting uh, contacts from people who are interested. So if they go to amigaforever.com slash Mac, mm -hmm. 
they can sign up and be informed about progress. I know we have said this for a while, yeah, yeah, but I we've also been collecting. The, the, the data is not lost. So as soon as there's a change, and I expect there will be a change soon, you will see news on macOS with a proper player, but also on mobile with a more limited, without the authoring side. So to play it will be possible also on mobile. The same titles, however, which you can, you know, in the API 9 format, mm -hmm. which you can author on the PC and Mac. As you saw today, we are here noise for those who are <laughs> not here in the context. I was presenting with a Mac, no, a MacBook Air. It was the best price performance to get a, an, an ultralight notebook. I have Windows and Mac OS myself on it. So, I mean, I know what, I feel your pain. I, ha I have a Mac too. But uh, it was just lack of resources, not lack of will. So I, I, I hope this will sooner or later come. Yes. Other question about um, uh, the emulation is PowerPC emulation. Can we expect in near future something like updated emulation for, especially for Amiga OS 4, that more RAM or something, you know, the better graphic card, something like this that is Amiga laptop? I can do it. You, you mentioned two core points, which was the reason for not releasing it before. When you have a PowerPC simulation with only 128 megabytes of RAM, it gets difficult to just browse the web, no? Um, so what we are doing, working with Tony Willen, who has been a great help in this, but also with others who are on the MEGA OS and application side, is to do it properly. So the next Amiga Forever will have a PowerPC simulation with uh, Zorro Bridge with uh, giga Gigabyte class RAM which you will be able to use. There will be a synthetic Zorro board for um, sharing data between host and guest for oh, example. Nice. Uh, yes, because in UAE normally you use uh, 68K call traps to exchange data but yeah. this is done by the CPU emulator between UAE, as soon as uh, Amiga OS starts, Amiga OS 4.1, it uh, uses its own emulator. So the data exchange, which used to be active before, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Also on PowerPC, again, it's another thing. So the most elegant solution was to do a Zorro board. And that is being used to write from Amiga to host, and from host to Amiga, for example, you can tell it, move the mouse here, you just need to, and we're working on that, you need to write a driver for the mouse, and the mouse will magically go smooth in and out. So these are all little refinements, like the memory, uh, like uh, the PCI bridge, the support for display and sound chips, with native, and Ethernet. So you need native Amiga OS drivers for all these things we mentioned graphics, Ethernet, Ethernet and sound, in addition to the Amiga Polar generated sound. All of this will be there. Very nice, I'm very pleasant about this. So uh, maybe the last question, not to put too much time uh, from your time here. Uh, for example, your work, this can be the sign of that we can jump somehow to other platform, Intel's, thanks through the powerful Intel processor you can emulate PowerPC. Maybe this is our future. What do you think about that? That's a good question. You know, I was a big fan of the PowerPC in the 90s. It was called the PowerPC reference. It was called Puma, common hardware reference platform. It had different names, PrEP, CHRP, and Puma. 
and it seemed like Sun and IBM and Microsoft and Apple and Intelligent and even Amiga, they all would jump on that and we would have a common system where you could run everything. And then all one by one they changed direction, Apple added it customs, custom logic so that you couldn't use the same as everybody else and uh, more or less artificial limitations as you saw already then when the first emulators appeared between the PowerPC family. So I, we were the first, Granto was the first to release uh, PowerPC software actually, uh, other than development tools, so we released a plugin for personal paint. And we've been following this obviously with interest, but when you reach a point that something can be emulated, now emulation by definition is slower no, than the original, when you reach a point that it can be emulated it means there's a problem with the original and uh, that emulation is magically good, so yeah. that's interesting. Now Apple did the jump twice. Apple convinced its own developers to switch from 68K to PowerPC and then PowerPC to Intel. They had this emulation called Rosetta, right? To emulate the PowerPC on Intel, which worked very well. It had just-in-time compiler. Who knows whether just-in-time will be immediately available for the Amiga, but it would be a hope. Already now we have 32 bits, and uh, not only Tony, who kickstarted this, but also Frode was very active, no? Um, to do the 68-bit. Uh, so you, you increase the application memory space, and also, however, you need to the, to the CPU emulation to run on 64-bit. So we are inching there, we are getting closer. And I think, uh, you know, if the original hardware is either not available or out of reach for money reasons uh, to the normal user, like me, you know, then emulation is, is the way to go. I had a micro A1, I sold it after a few years, and this year again, because of the Amiga Forever work, and in the emulation it runs so well. I have Amiga OS for one. I bought it from Vesalia, and I have it running in the emulation perfectly. Yeah, I'm using this too. And yeah. when now when you are on the trip or on a meeting like that, this is the best you for your laptop. Exactly. It's going. So good. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank this you. This was a very pleasant for me to meet you here, and we will see each other Great. in the future and talk. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was Amicast, podcast for all Amiga users.